0: Red Channel Condition with
1: Michael. I don't know if COVID killed the right people. Jonathan. You are paying them for the right to pay them. And
0: Peter. And welcome back, listeners, to this week's episode of Red Channel Condition. As usual, I'm your host, Peter, and I'm once again joined by my two co-hosts, Michael and Jonathan. Gentlemen, how was your weekend? Tell Tell me what's going on this past week.
2: It's been a good weekend. It's been a good... It was a decent week. It's been a good weekend. You know, actually getting back into playing some, you know, games, you know, computer games and stuff you know, with you guys. has been really fun. Uh been doing a number on my sleep schedule, but, hey, that's the price that you pay.
1: You know, it's the cost to be the boss, right? Sure is, man. Mike, what about you? It was really fun. I feel like it's been a very long time. For me, uh, this week was basically... Um, Just adding to my list of people who can just fuck right off. I was standing in in, in line at a UPS store. You ever get those people who go up to the counter and then they start taking out their phone and then they start, you know, opening up the app that they have to scan. It's like you've been standing in line for like 15 minutes. Why don't you have your shit ready? Those types of people just completely ruin my day. Yeah, I hear you. We live in a civilized society with like a social contract. This is how it's supposed to work. The cashier acknowledges you, you go up, you do your business, and then you leave. (laughs) No one wants to talk about the weather with you. The cashier doesn't care that it's cold outside. No, the cashier is not happy to be working instead of outside because they likely have a place they can be not outside if it's cold. Like, shut up, pay for your stuff and leave.
0: So would you would you outlaw small talk in in establishments like the post office and, and other other
1: venues? Small talk is fine as long as you are continually doing what you need to do. If you small talk and take out a wallet, take out your credit card, whatever, have fun. But if you're small talking and just standing there like a moron, <laughs> then you would be you would you would be taken to the re education. Wow. Center where you can learn how to function in a society where people need to do things.
0: That's generous. I would just throw those people in a giant blender. Right? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's much more efficient.
1: I don't know where I get off as being surly when I am just so generous <laughs> with second chance. So magnanimous. <laughs> See, but like the
2: thing is though, what if that small talk is keeping you from getting shot up by like your fellow American? Because I mean, this is America, right? Like somebody strapped and angry, right? You New. Know, that that little passage of time could be the the difference between you getting holes put through your your body or you know somebody you know, getting to you know, let off a little steam with the person fixing their coffee or you know, uh shipping that package priority mail.
0: Well, I want the numbers on this. I want to know if I have a higher likelihood of being shot standing in line for something than I do like being shot either walking down the street or in my car.
2: Oh, you got to control for, so. you have to control for so many variables. If you get, if you're going to get deep into the wheels for the, uh, the weeds for that, right? Like there's probably more, there's probably more roadways, you know, for example, like driving around, right? Like you, you're more, you may be more likely to get shot if you're like me, you know, like maybe you got like a hoodie and some Skittles or something <laughs> like that. So like, but the likelihood is very close to zero if I'm at home. Yes. Right? Well, it's close to zero. It's not exactly zero, right? Like, I right. didn't say zero I right. said it's
0: it's much closer right. to zero if I'm right at like home, as opposed to standing in line at
2: McDonald's or standing in line at the post office. maybe you piss off your roommate and get shot I don't know how small talk prevents gun violence you know, we, we need our we need society's
1: greatest data analysts to come up with the cor- uh, the correlation there yeah I'd have to see the numbers The correlation is that the less people that waste time and 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 hurt the efficiency of a functioning society the less likely that i am going to snap and start shooting people so that's one way to reduce gun violence if i was more mentally deranged i could totally see the point where like we're watching someone with 15 boxes slowly open up an amazon app and then scan each individual one and go through the return process where you're just clicking yes and selecting the store that you're currently at 15 times knowing that they could have done this like way ahead of time yes this this is what would set me off and they always come out during your lunch time
0: so this really seems to touch you in a very very uh specific way mike i mean you <laughs> seem very annoyed by this this <laughs> triggers you it
2: you
1: does. find this triggering yeah I do. <laughs>
0: i do all right well i got a number for a therapist we'll give that to you after the show I myself, I, 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 much like you guys, I very much enjoyed playing games and w- with you guys in a minute. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll talk a little bit about the game we actually played together and, and what that experience was like. But I, I'm personally still just rolling around on the floor dying about the, the Pooh cinematic universe that we're still contemplating and developing in, in our lives. So I'm, I'm very
2: much looking forward to
0: making more poo. Poo content with you guys?
2: Yeah, you know, I I think we've got a you know we've we've got some nice plans you know, for for how we can flesh that out. I think yeah. the people are very interested in you know, hearing how our movies you know, come to pass. You know, we I think the streets yeah, are hungry for I poo think content. So. You know, we we have we have omni-channel consumer products for everyone <laughs> in in the in the legally distinct poo cinematic universe. Right, like if any lawyers are listening,
0: and there's, I think there's plans for an eventual like you know crossover for these dimensions to to meet yeah. at some point. And I'm very I mean, excited for the implications of what that that, that is, of be. course,
2: as always the end game for this, huh? 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 Right. <laughs> All
1: right. <laughs> yeah. I- I'm excited uh, to have more success building a full multiverse cinematic type universe than Sony has done with their DC universe. <laughs>
0: Well, we can do a better job than DC
2: for sure. Yeah, if we can beat them, like, come on. My name
1: is Winnie the Pooh, and I've come here from the year 2077 to
0: stop Christopher Robin from using his crypto-mining honeybees to destroy the
1: world. My partner, the Pluto-illuminated gamma-liminal endothermal AI, Piglet, led me to this place. Oh, dear Pooh. It appears we've arrived at the correct space-time
0: coordinates. You know, shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah, we started playing a game. Mike, what was the game called? Was it Hunt Showdown? Yeah. And this, for any of our listeners who are interested, this is a, what is it, 2v2 or three-on-three groups or team groups where you can play with your friends in a post-apocalyptic zombie apocalypse world. Where you gather resources and ammunition, take on zombie bosses while having to fend off other live players and teams of other live humans trying to do the same thing that you're doing. So it's it's kind of fun. It has that PvP kind of element and PVE kind of element. Um, it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed playing with you guys. It's scary. It's difficult. It's what'd you, what you would. How did you guys take it? What did
2: you think of the uh, game?
1: It's too stressful. <laughs> it- it it does
2: it does get intense, you know, when you know, you're hunt- when you're like, when you're hunting around, right? And you know, your party is you know, scrolling through those woods, and there's you know no one there, you know, and you're hearing things that you're not sure if it's other hunters or other monsters in the game world or just like random you know, ambient noises, and like you start getting paranoid and stuff. Like the the paranoia is what gets you.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I smoked pop before I played with you guys, so I was literally shitting in my pants playing this game.
1: You know, um, hearing those footsteps, and then it just turns out it's, it's uh, Pete not knowing how to crouch walk and just stomping around hearing exactly. those footsteps. Every five seconds, I was like, who is that? What is that? Who's walking? Other than that,
2: though, it's like, it's very, very fun, right? Like, it's a, it's a fairly unique take on, like, the open world, like, Battle Royale type of, you know, game, right? Like, combining, like, the player versus player and the player versus enemy stuff, like, Crytek, you know, who makes a lot of very, very fancy, you know, you know, get, you know games with big graphics and, you know, games with uh, big open world things going on, right? Like, the Far Cry and, like, the uh, Crisis series, you know, back in the day um so i'm you know it's been fun it's really fun to instead of you know, playing like the standard you know like shoot up some zombies type games and stuff like that you know it's cool to fight like the the nasty ass bosses right. right and it's cool to fight the cunning other players right like sometimes people will set up traps for you you uh open up you know maybe they'll open the boss up but not fight it and let somebody else come in and fight the boss and then they'll ambush the people that fought the boss for them to take the bounty and like run run away, or maybe they'll wait at like the place where the uh, you know, bounty and the teams get extracted. So they'll they'll literally hunt you down, right? Like it's there's a lot of interesting emergent strategies in it. It's been it's
1: it was just nice playing with the rest of yeah. you guys. Yeah, it's something we
0: haven't done in a long time, so that was fun. Moving on from the microscopic gaming news, which is just us getting together playing games, and and moving on to the more macroscopic. You guys had linked an article about the, the gaming-focused television network G4 hinted that they may be coming back. One of you guys want to tell me what's going on sure. here? Sure.
2: So, you know, it's you know, actually like G4, G4 is back. You know, uh, I don't know if uh, you guys used to watch that back in the day, you know, like back in like 2000 bit, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. But it, it came, you know, it rebooted, you know, in the, in the, you know, around like the fall of, of 2021 right and like it's just been kind of getting its uh getting settled and you get you getting properly syndicated again right you were know, so you know the the cl- the classic gaming only and i guess nerd culture channel has returned you know it's back on your TVs like if you have you know cable but also they've kind of you know met with the times right so now you know you could watch it on twitch you could watch it on youtube you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of great to see them back again right when I was when I was younger, when I was a kid or whatever, like having like a TV channel that was all about games was like, holy fuck. Right. Like back in the day, they used to have something called uh, Tech TV. Right. And like you would watch, you know, people talk about like, you know, cool computers and like, you know, like gadgets and like, you know, smartphones and shit like that. And then, you know, so you have this channel, you know, talking about all like the games and like modifying your system and like having documentaries on the history of games like shit that you would never see on regular TV. So when, when this channel died you know, in like 2013 or so, like I was actually sad, right? So for it to come back, great.
0: Yeah, I'm just kind of curious what, what this means because like nowadays with like Twitch and everything, like what's the relevance of them? Like who gives a fuck? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, no, I, I totally see that as a question for investors and all the startup money they needed to come back probably. I had a similar question. It's like, how does G4 exist in a time where anyone with a YouTube account can be right. G4, you know? This is what I'm saying, yeah. I have seen it on Twitch. I've watched a few streams of it. And for me, mainly, it's coming back down to nostalgia in, in a lot of ways.
0: So it's just name recognition. A, it's a label. It's
1: a brand. Is that really yeah. what it boils down to? You know, I'll kind of watch it for um, Adam Sessler, just because again, I remember him from the tech TV days. If I was just a new person, why would I watch G Four instead of the streamer or whoever or wherever else I get my gaming news? Nah, I probably wouldn't. I I don't know, right? Like, I think that
2: you, know, it's it's so it's kind of like you know, G Four is is gaming culture, right? Like if gaming has a culture, like it's it's part of it.
0: In a way that Twitch is well, not. Well, I mean
2: like Twitch is part of gaming culture now too, right? But like, it's it's the same way that like MTV has like a, a place in music culture and stuff like that. That's beyond, you know, the, the regular scope of just like, you know, playing videos, right? Like, of course you can watch videos on YouTube. YouTube matters to music and stuff like that. But MTV has, the name MTV has a little more clout Depending on, you where you were, you know, when and where you were born, right? Like if you, if you were, if you were born before like the year, like 2005 or something like that, like MTV means a little bit more, right? Even if they don't show videos, it means music, right? Like even if you, like you could always watch Twitch, you can always watch YouTube, you can watch like random streamers and stuff like that. Like I've been watching streamers since Twitch was called Justin.tv, you know, but like you know g4 means gaming in a way that you know all these other streaming networks or these other platforms you know, don't quite get because it you know it was a concentration of the culture right so that's that's kind of why it's cool that it's back like yeah it's not perfect right you know it's you know it doesn't quite uh you know matter in the same way because back then you know it was a tv station right like and it meant something to be a tv station right nowadays like who gives a fuck about tv right like I mean, right nobody, like yeah. this thing yeah. don't even like current reboot g4 doesn't even have like a, a standard number on like most uh cable boxes or anything like that or uh satellite boxes and i mean frankly like who the fuck even has you know cable or satellite box right like maybe maybe your parents do or like your grandparents do but like i don't like probably you know the the kids younger than us like they don't have that shit either.
0: Yeah, I mean I got rid of cable once they started sending me like a two hundred and fifty dollar bill every month. I was like, you gotta <laughs> yeah, be kidding so, me! Like I can watch yeah. all this shit for a
2: fifty dollar internet. Yeah, so game. like mo- most people are consuming media. You know, if it if it's not coming on an app, we ain't watching it. But it it it's about the culture, right? Like G four being back for me is more about like the celebration of gaming culture, about like you I guess geek culture, right? Like something a, a, a poll you know, a, for that stuff, you know, so that's, that's why I'm happy that it's back, you know, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how modern G4 is able to deal with, I guess, modern representations of gaming culture and modern problems that are in gaming culture, right? Because G4 is it's part of how, you know, gaming you know, was perceived, you know, back in the day, right, as it was trying to get more mature, trying to expand to have more types of people, you know, playing games, watching things about games, like, you know, creating different ways to express, you know, gaming culture, right? Like, they used to have, like, the first, uh, I guess, the first series about, like, game dev, like, they used to have uh like, they had shows like the screensavers and stuff like that. And then they also had, like, animated cartoons about game dev, like Code Monkeys, right? They, they were trying to expand what it meant to be part of gaming culture. But now, you know, you may ha- you know as, I guess, societies progress, you may have different issues about you know, gaming culture that may not have place you know, in 2022 that did back in you know, 2005, right? You know, maybe you can't talk about booth babes and stuff like that at E3 you know, like you could have had in like 2005, like it's too. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> OK, thank you. you know, but yeah, like for you, know, society has progressed and I don't know how uh, you know, will G4 be able to do that. Will G4 be able to do that and remain relevant or expand further in in its reboot form? You know, I'm remains to be seen. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not watching G4 without booth base. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm
0: curious to see if this is the kind of thing where they just kind of seamlessly slip back into the culture, or, or if we find out that the kind of the culture has kind of moved on without them.
1: Yeah, that's where I'm kind of really interested in. You know, the culture hasn't relied on G four since. What was it? I mean, even before they died, they were kind of fading into irrelevance. So as a person who watches G4 though i'm i'm interested in whether they can really adapt and and grow in this new in this new environment because there is so much more competition and the competition that barrier to entry is so low
2: i mean it's like that's true right but like you know, who's really you know has anyone ever tried right like i or not even has anyone ever tried like so there's been like a number of i guess you know, multi-channel networks you know you know, related to, you know, gaming and geek culture and stuff like that, that got set up on, you know, on these streaming platforms, right? Like you have like Geek and Sundry and stuff like that with like, you know, uh, Will Wheaton's tabletop gaming shows and like other, you know, like streaming, you know, I guess like streaming shows about games and about board games and about like geek shit, right? Like, you know, you've had stuff with like the Completionists and like Stop Skeletons from Fighting and other, you know, like YouTube networks that kind of like got together and, syndicated their content. The funny thing is like half those guys are employed by G4 right now, right? I think like the completionist, you know, like his name is like Gerard or something like that. Like he literally is a host on like Attack of the Show on on G4 right now in the reboot version, right? So like G4 is smart, right? They know that they gotta be reaching out to these things too, because that's how they're going to exist in a different way you know, in 2022, right? They're, alre- they're already on it. I'm optimistic that they can find a way to matter going forward you know and i i want to see it
1: i mean they can't do worse than not existing and i mean it would be difficult to do worse than when g4 basically just aired hours and hours of cops (laughs) and that (laughs) ninja warrior dating show yeah ninja (laughs) warrior was a blind date or or something or Cheers or something um that was also on that network uh so it was like an hour of attack of the show followed by 23 hours of all of those other shows. <laughs> it can't be worse than that. Yeah, I mean, I'm
0: rooting. I don't want them to fail. I'm rooting for them. I'm just
1: curious to see how and, you know, flourish in the new modern world. Oh, I, I know right now there there's some controversy regarding how, uh, I guess, gamers are accepting some of the new hosts and, and difficulties around that. Yeah, and that. You know how how gaming is trying to mature as a as a culture itself. That's like case in point, right? So you know you have that issue, right? You have a a
2: host. You know we came on. I think her name is like Fro- uh, Frostkin or something like that, and she's like a, a she was she's also a big you know streamer on uh, you know for like League of Legends and like other games, right? You know she came on and you kind of just unleashed about like sexism in G four and sexism in gaming in general, right? And i mean this is this is kind of like the the epoch that we're in right you know in a in a post me too world right in a you know everybody's kind of watching for people to act and live you know quasi morally right like don't be an asshole is the is the name of the game right so like she like she went off about this, and you know the funny thing is like i was like i like i was saying right you know g four is part of the reason why these issues persist in the gaming space, right? Because back, you know, now, like, she's on this platform talking about sexism, right? But like back in two thousand and five, you know, two thousand and ten, or whatever, like right? We're talking about you, know, like, the hottest booth babes of E three, and like you, know, uh, Olivia Munn or Morgan right. Webb is like licking you, like old hosts and stuff like that from from G four, like licking PSPs suggestively and stuff like that, and. You know, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of how gaming was marketed back then, right? You know, like hot chicks and big guns and fast cars and shit, like the typical, like, fucking dude bro bullshit, right? You know, it's, G4 is complicit in that, right? But, you know, it doesn't, it deserves to exist in the future, right? So how, you know, if it doesn't get to call itself out, if it doesn't have a place to, to, I guess, get with the
1: times and stuff like that, how can it persist, Do you think the times have changed that much i mean just look at marketing now that hasn't changed
2: it's trying gaming gaming is trying like lots of things are trying to do that right and of course you know some of it is like performative right as all marketing generally is right you know you can't put like a a fucking you know uh i guess you can't hand a cop a pepsi and then you like you've you've uh absolved the the police of you know all of their transgressions against innocent people right (laughs) That's not the, that's not the solution to to uh, cultural problems, right? But oh god, you just reminded me of that of
1: that game that Mike was playing. <laughs> Ready or Not,
2: <laughs> <The> Police <call laughs> Ready or Not.
1: Simulator. Oh, by the way, that that is by far the best game I've played since uh, Armed Assault <laughs> the... or Operation Flash. Oh, that it it is a it is a powerful game, and I have I
2: really want to play that game. But like I'm trying to I'm trying to tamper my my you know my <laughs> My my, my quasi alt right senses are tingling, but it, I really want to play that game because damn, it's so good! See, it's so good.
1: That is such bullshit. I have a huge problem with right. Your quasi alt right. It's a fucking game where you play as SWAT and you go in and you kill bad guys, right? Like that is the purpose of this game. I know. I don't know why everything has to be political. <laughs> is it political? <laughs> At what point would doom become political? You're just wasting demons, right? Can we turn that into a political statement? I mean, <laughs> if you put like a if you put like a yeah, the game, like
2: you you really, <laughs> you really <laughs> want me
1: to answer that? I can get into that. You you better get, you
2: better get Santa's mute button. You know what I'm saying? I can talk about that. I can talk about
1: that. You know, like that's when the the gaming culture or or society as a whole is just over when everything just becomes politics you know talking about i guess bro humor um and just people getting upset for no reason you know ready or not had its own controversies recently where there were items in the game that were i guess offensive There were fleshlights and puns on Whole Foods with Whore foods, yeah. you know, and and people didn't and people didn't like that, and the developers acknowledged it. Yeah. So you had people who didn't like that. The developers changed it, and then you had other people who didn't like the fact that the developers removed these things, after agreeing with, okay, yeah, the humor is a bit immature for something as serious as.
0: Seems silly to me. I mean, isn't this what ratings
1: are for? Isn't you know yeah. you know what I mean? Like we're dealing with other things, like we're dealing with like violence because. You know it's a thing where you go and shoot people so there's a violence rating there's like mature humor rating um a lot of this they don't have to do but it's just people saying like okay you know if you're gonna do this right you gotta have you know a little i guess respect for what you're doing and may- maybe not fill it up with you know preteen teen humor in, in some ways it's
2: it's it's funny right because like That's another one of those things where, like, I guess uh, the progression of society has caused the way that we scrutinize things like this to change. Right. In 2004, Mm -hmm. if this game released and all of those things were in there, no one would have batted an eye. Right. Like, and we know yep. that because shit like that did release with things like yeah. that. And nobody yeah. back. I right, mean, like, look, look at
1: Duke Nukem. Right. right? Look right. at you
2: know Duke Nukem. Like, fuck, like if you had SWAT 4 or whatever, which is like this game, you know, Ready or Not is pretty much like a, a spiritual successor to that series. Right. Like if this game released with that shit, nobody would have said anything about you know seeing you know, like a box of red pills on the floor. Right. Or like, you know, you whore mart or something like that. Right. Cause you would see, you know, like fake brands or, you know, like hot coffee in grand theft auto. And like, no one would like, who cares? Right. You would have some like Christian fundamentalist, like law person or something to be like, this is poisoning our kids. And everyone would kind of just, you know, shove it away. And like, it would just be a blurb on some website or something like that. Right. No developer wouldn't have even had to address that. Right. But it's 2022, right. You know, times have changed. People are looking at things like this, you know, and, you know, the argument is that, you know, developers, you know, you know, community managers, you know, people who are involved in this sort of thing need to be smart enough to know, even if you, know, it annoys them that people might care about things like that, they need to be smart enough to know that people do care about things like that, and they should try to not have things like that in it, right? Instead of, you know, like you can leave getting mad about that to us, right? Like we can get mad about it and be like, ah, oh, like, I don't want to, you know, like that censorship and stuff like that. There's enough tools to deal with uh, censorship, right? You know, but if you want you, if you're a developer or whatever, you're trying to make money, right? You know, you should prioritize making money rather than, you know, if, it, if it's only going to cost you, you know, like 10 minutes to get rid of some textures and like not have to worry about it, like you should just get rid of the textures.
0: Yeah. So this is what I, here's my question for you. I don't, I don't know if that's really the approach I would take because I feel like the more controversy is good for business, right? Well,
2: you know, that's, you know, again, and that's, that's actually like a whole thing, right? Like maybe we can, you know, maybe that's a future topic that we can talk about, right? Like maybe, you know, I feel like just in general, in society, people have abdicated their responsibility to, for shame, Right you know, the more the more shameless we can be, like the more, you know, the more money we can have, right? The less we apologize for things, the more we can do whatever, right? You know, I think that maybe it would be better for people to, you know, care about stuff a little bit more. Like, it doesn't mean you censor everything. It doesn't mean you not you don't be edgy. It doesn't mean you don't make you know, questionable jokes or anything like that. You know, people are still going to do what they're going to do. But like, if you know, accept the responsibility that, you know, if you're going to do that, people on the other side have the right to be like, I don't like that you did that. And like, don't, don't be mad that people did that.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, if for the way I see it, like I'm, I'm fine with these things either existing or not existing in games, you know, as long as like you make it kind of clear with some kind of mature rating that, you know, shit like this exists in there. As towards people getting angry about it, you know, honestly, I think that's great for developers because it just means you're getting more attention. It's free, a- it's free advertising. Yeah. You know, pe- people are paying yeah. attention to you. People are going to buy your game. So from that perspective, I don't think they give a shit if people are mad about it or not mad about it. In fact, it's probably, it's probably better for them if
1: people are mad about it. Yeah. I have never heard of Ready or Not until you know, those articles started popping up into my feed about some controversy. But because I didn't care about Ready or Not, I never actually clicked into it until. You were like, "Hey, check this game out!"
2: Yeah, because I thought it was cool.
1: I still think it's cool. I want to play this game. It looks great. It's fun. I don't see where I, I don't see politics in it, um, <laughs> and I hate the fact that politics and all this stuff gets you know wrapped up into a game. At some point, is Police Quest is that going to be a political game?
2: I, I I agree with that. Like I I, I lament the 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 culture war basically finding its way into everything that exists, right? Like, I, you know, I wish that the Pandora's box could be closed. You know, we could go back to like 2008 and, you know, people didn't figure out that this is a place to wage the, the culture war, the political uh, wars and stuff like that. You know, in, in this, like, games kind of used to be, you know, inert in that respect. But there's also people that would tell you that, you know, It wasn't that it was inert. It was that like more people had the leisure to not care because, you know, the people who had these issues, you weren't talking about it. Right. And like, you know, speaking, you know, going up into that, right. Like maybe you, you know, you might could understand, you know, that you a little better than most, right. Like your, your issues are less important because there's less of you that are willing to talk about it. Right. You're Talking about like uh, politics being in things, you know, there are some, you know, for some people, you know, their existence is political, right? You know, just being you is. Politicized Paw Patrol. It's a fucking Dalmatian dog well,
0: with,
1: a, yeah. with a badge. You know, that, you know I, what I mean? Like, this is the world. We <laughs> well, live that's what now. I'm saying. <laughs> that's the kind of shit where I'm like, fuck it. I mean, you know, if you're going to try and politicize Darkwing Dog and, or like just things that are clearly f- functioning. Or, or made outside of that scope, and you're just reading, you know, reading into the weeds with it. The problem is not the content. The problem... Is you. Is you. Yeah, no,
2: I, I, I agree with that. I don't, I don't want that to preclude the existence of, you know, I guess, other issues, right? Like, again, because for some people, you know, they don't have the choice to be like, well, you know, they're just making, you know, this is you reading too deep into it. You, it, it's, it's different for, for some people, it's different for some groups you, know, you, you should hear them even if you don't agree with them
1: yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're definitely free to write, write their articles and, and, and make, their, make their statements, but just because again, your existence is politics, does not mean you can look at my apple pie and tell me that's a political statement <laughs> <laughs> like great, you know, you have Your existence and hey, you want to be heard, and that's totally great. And we can have that talk, but to then take all of that and put it into something else, you know, that you really got to start pulling apart to maybe find some similarity. You can find these things anywhere. You can turn a BLT into a symbol of oppression if you really wanted to. You could, but I'm still going to eat the fuck out of that BLT. (laughs) <laughs> yes, but now you're Hitler. If I had to be Hitler or give up a BLT, <laughs> mm, I don't know. I like my BLTs, especially if it's going to piss off someone who thinks a BLT is anti-Semitic in some way, right? Because then I'll just get double full. <laughs> wow, I'll be extremely satiated. But if you want to have a mature conversation about something that is yes, not a BLT, there was a there was another game where you played a active shooter. And there was a lot of controversy about that and what that says, right? Okay, that's a little different than saying, hey, this BLT is uh, anti-Semitic. That game is purposefully made. Or even what we were talking about earlier in our podcast, where you got to be Hitler's therapist, right? Mm-hmm. You know, things like that are obviously trying to say something about a culture or an idea and that conversation can flow there but you know don't look at my candy crush you know and tell me i'm oppressing candies and the candies are allegories for ethnic races right
0: (laughs) i don't like the yellow ones
1: (laughs) like why is it always the yellow one? how come the yellow candies give less points
0: yeah yellow and
2: orange very bad i like the red and the pinks like again you Trust me, like I, I, agree with that. Like, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of instances in which I agree with that. You and you, know, people are reaching, and it also does like a disservice to legitimate, uh, I guess, grievances about you. know, uh, I guess, discrimination, legitimate grievances about new things that are offensive and so on and so forth. But I'm less concerned with reflect like. I feel like a lot of people reflexively, oh, like this, this complaint exists. I'm, rege- I'm rejecting it on principle because I don't like the existence of complaints more than you know, I'm willing to engage with whether or not that complaint is legitimate. Right. Like I'd at least like to see if it's legitimate and then be like, fuck this versus being like, fuck this on principle and then you know, getting forced to engage with it. Right. Because then people get dig in. And get mad, you know, they get, they feel more, I guess, butthurt, so to speak, about it. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: I think that's human nature, right? And I think a lot of gamers have this issue. Yes. Where, for some reason.
2: I know, I know why,
1: but we can get into that. Yeah. Yeah, we should, we, maybe we should get into that. You criticize a game, and then it's like an attack on their character or their person. They can't really remove themselves from it. And I always found that very interesting. I think World of Warcraft had issues like that earlier on. Maybe it still does. I don't know. I don't play it anymore, but there was a lot of controversy, and then these players would take it as like a personal affront to them. and yeah if you have if you have some insight on this, please share
0: i don't I mean we're all gamers here. I mean, I think we could all throw our two cents into why that may or may not be. but I mean, it seems to me like for games like you mentioned like World of Warcraft like that, and like for hardcore gamers that's their way of escaping that's where they go to escape so if you're going to criticize what the culture is like in there or what that world is or you know kind of paint what it represents then yeah i'm not surprised that they're taking it as as a personal attack because that's where they choose to spend most of their waking time on planet earth instead mm-hmm. of actual planet earth you know what i mean <laughs> like so
1: yeah right yeah
0: i'm not surprised by that you're going into their escapism Right. You're going into the world that they escape into and saying that, like, it's wrong for or it's bad for X, Y and Z. So, like, of course, they're going to be like, I'm butthurt or I'm personally offended at that.
2: Yeah. But that's because, you know, what that's, you know, that's for everybody. Right. You know, there are more types of people escaping into games and their needs are different, too. Right. It's just like when you move into a neighborhood, for example. Right. You know, there's different people that move into a neighborhood. Right. You know, different demographics, you know, people who have kids You know, people who don't have kids, you know, and so on and so forth. Right. And every one of these groups is different as the group expands. The needs get, you know, different, right? You know, maybe, you know, you want to live in a neighborhood that only has a certain demographic in it. Right. Maybe you want to live in a neighborhood that doesn't have kids. Maybe in I it. do. Well, yeah, maybe you do. <laughs> but like you got to. I mean, no, nah, like, you know, that's that's, you know, we we you know, we, we want to talk about a controversial topic. Right. So, you know, this that's the that's the controversy. If you really want to know why people you know, get butt hurt like that, it's because people want to gate hurt. Uh, I mean, gate keep. You know, certain demographics, they want to prevent other people from having that same, you know, like escapism that they want, you know, that you they've already enjoyed. They're seeing the demographic shift and they're like, you know, wait, why? Like, why do I have to, you know, uh, I guess, honor? Why do I have to meet those needs, too? Right. Because those needs aren't my needs.
0: Well, that sounds like a perfect microcosm for what's going on in the whole country.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. That's why it's a culture war. That's the, that's... How much of this is related to the fact that gaming as an industry was attacked politically earlier on in the 90s? There's part of that, too. I mean, they still do that stupid shit. I remember pretty vividly. It was like in the, the mid 90s. I think of right around the time Mortal Kombat came out. I think that's when I remember a lot of this stuff in violence and gaming and wanting to kind of, yeah, at some point maybe ban or all all of that. I wonder how much of that damaged the like quote-unquote psyche of the culture, that anything that is critical of that culture is just reacted to in such, I don't know, um, outlandish ways, no matter what type of criticism it is.
2: Not like, you know, it's... it's... It's that, right? Cuz there is the histor there is the historical, you know, like gaming has been attacked, you know, whatever, right? But it's not only that. And like no, it can it cannot be escaped or discounted that it's not only that. That's that's the that's the point, right? Like yes, you've know, uh, Jack Thompson and you know, other, you know, I guess like weirdo, you know, fundamentalists and stuff like that were, you know, as- ascribing games to violence and you know making people bad and stuff like that right because and that again if you look at the history of the country like we've been doing that forever right like people have been very puritan puritanical about every new and interesting thing that comes up in right like books used to do that shit tv shows used to do that shit elvis used to do that shit elvis was going to make us you have sex and smoke weed and kill people (laughs) and shit like that right thank god so like that always gets said Right. But at the end of the day, like as well as that, it is almost always about expanding demographics and meet, having to meet the needs of expanding demographics. Is gaming art? Well, you, we can. That's, that's another is. topic. Like, how,
1: how long is this episode going to be? You know what I'm saying? Is it a vehicle for messaging? Um, is it supposed to say something besides Absolutely. WASD? And if it is, then uh, these types of messaging. That people put into a game right uh whether it is or is not there is basically your interpretation of said art you know and in that case the artist once you make something right and you release it it's really no longer the artists as far as interpretation goes sure and you know people look into it what they look into people see what they see i agree with that and you
2: conversely you know when 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 the artist takes a detached stand from their product or whatever, and they state that, right. They get, they get challenged on that, you know, as mm-hmm. long as they will, yeah. as long as they're willing to withstand the challenge and let the free market decide what you know, the result of that challenge is, then you, know, so be it. Right. An artist, an artist doesn't have to state that it's about this, but they will have to state that it's about something. Right. They won't have to formally state like, Oh, I meant this about it. They you know, they but they will have to formally state that I meant whatever I meant about it. I meant yeah. whatever I want about it, or I meant you know, for you to look at it and take what they're gonna have to stand on something. They can't stand on nothing. Yeah. You know? Right. And that's that
0: why can't why can't you take the, the therapist
1: approach? Like what do you, what what do you see out of this game? No, you, you could. That's that's <laughs> yeah. why can't you do I that? Mean, at the end of the day, that's really all it is. Right. I mean, I could tell you that this swat sticker that I bit, that I made out of a Christmas tree is really a representation <laughs> of a BLT. Yeah, who's the real racist? <laughs> if you look at if you look at my my Christmas swat sticker and, and tell oh. me it's racist, I don't know. Is I racist or are you racist? I don't I don't want it in my video games, but it is ever present in society. I mean, to to
2: be frank, just like y'all are saying, it's a microcosm of society. You know, and you. The reality is like, the, like that kind of stuff, like that Schrodinger's racism type you know, idea, right? You know, <laughs> it's, it, it is why, it's why you know, racism and other you know, quote-isms unquote you know, progress, right? Because as long as you don't have to state formally that this is what I'm trying to do, you never have to engage with it. You don't, you don't have to address it if you can not address it. But that's, that's
1: why it persists. That's why, you know, it's important to have some kind of uh, like reasonable person standard, right? Would it be reasonable for any reasonable person to look at a BLT and see racism? Well, why uh, would not it be? is it reasonable for a person to look at a Christmas Swat sticker and say that is racism? It's important to have that reasonable person standard. In, in, in the way we interact. I agree with that. Who gets to decide what's reasonable? That's, I mean, that's always a problem. It's, you know, it's the problem that uh, we ask in law all the time because trying to interpret something, we always use the reasonable person standard. Well, who is this reasonable person standard? That reasonable person standard is supposed to be this fictional person of, say, of good mental health that lives next door to you, you know, type of thing, right? But, there's no hard line of what a reasonable person is besides what each of us think the average person would <laughs> would react to. Yeah, that, that sounds like complete bullshit. It's hey,
2: it's it's, it's the law, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we got. Like, should should I be the person that decides what's reason, you know, what's reasonably, I guess, uh, you know, anti, I guess, uh, Southeast Asian, right? Like. You know, this is offensive to, you I don't know it you, I don't know enough about the culture to be able to determine that. I'm not a member of that culture. Like I don't have enough lived experience, you know, interacting with that culture.
1: People come from so many different backgrounds and, and that's the whole thing, right? Treating people in blocks and you'll never get good representation that way. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you got to stand
2: some on something somewhere otherwise you're a coward. You can't be you can't be a coward and hide behind like the like some sort of like equation that determines, you know, this is how this is per, this is precisely where the line of of interpretation lives and like as long as it's not that then it's not discriminatory or it's not you know, this or whatever, right? Like it can't it can't live there. Like you have to some you have to not be a coward and
1: engage with it. I mean, that's what people do now, right? Any free time is just engage with this. Well, stuff. no, that's not true. That's the re- that's what we're talking about. <laughs> no, we're we're seeing it in everything. I mean, that is engaging with it. You know, whether you are against it or for it, whether you are trying to talk about it in a mature way or or not, you if you see it in something, you are engaging with it. So,
0: like internet trolls are just
1: doing their civic duty. Is that? also like how do you know when something is a troll or not we can troll people who are super woke right we've done that in the past like we do that now (laughs) are you saying something like there's clearly something there if you can pull at a thread but how much are you embellishing that thread to troll and how how are these other people that see it react are they seeing it as oh i'm clearly being trolled or are they also seeing it as oh this is a legitimate thing because when you are always looking for something, you will find something. I think people are engaging with this. It's just that um, the way they're having discussion, because they are coming from very different sides, they react in very different ways.
0: Right. You're going to get people who, you know, who, who see it one way, and you're going to get people who see it the exact opposite way.
1: All right. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. We can't go our days without it, but it is something i do not want to see in my games or in my pastime but you know here we are this is society but it's always been like that i guess if you really think about it there were even in our old cartoons there was messaging if you look at the x-men you'll have messaging of acceptance and you know there's like race relations um and that was stuff that was made for kids back in the day right look at
0: the old warner brother cartoons i mean i mean before elmer fudd there was blackface i mean there was uh literally character's name was blackface there was another one where (laughs) i mean the i I don't know if it was warner brothers or not but it was from that same era with uh john you know what i'm talking about lazy town uh yes remember that that.
1: (laughs) it definitely finds its way in in everything that we do and it's not a new thing i guess it's it's been it's been happening because people write or people create what they, what they know and they see and they, you know, they can put it in. So, yeah, you know, maybe there is messaging in Paw Patrol.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's messaging everywhere, you know. Well, thank you, gentlemen. That was a very interesting and spirited conversation about where we are in American culture and, and gaming culture and bro culture. And speaking of douchebag bro culture...
2: Michael,
1: Jonathan, Peter... To bay. I repeat, please report to SickBay.
0: Damn it, John, I'm a podcast, not a doctor. There was news this week about Martin Shkreli, where a federal court on Friday banned the convicted fraudster from ever working in the pharmaceutical industry again. Uh, did did this guy get what he deserves? Do do we think that this was sufficient punishment for this asshole?
2: I mean, I, you know, honestly after after the previous discussion, I don't know, right? Maybe you maybe you maybe he you maybe he didn't deserve it. It's just a matter of perspective. Um, I think he deserved it. You, know, I think that you know, you know, fucking with people's lives like that for profit is probably you know, worth uh you know, smacking down. I think my favorite part of this was the, I guess the New York city was it like the AG or yeah, the New York, the New York state AG, like making like all these Wu Tang references in the, in the thing explaining why uh, this was the, the decision that they made. Honestly, you just, I, I agree with it. You, know, you, can't, you can't be a dick for profit. You shouldn't be able to be a dick for profit. You know, that's just good. I mean, but isn't that, Ameri-
0: isn't that what America is based on? Being kind of a dick for profit? Like exploiting, you know, isn't that what this country was built on? You know, the, exploiting people for profit? The
2: statement I made wasn't about whether it's, whether it's about that. or It was whether it should be about that is what I was saying. Um, I mean, I don't, think, I don't think that it should be. I think that you should you know, nip that into the bud. But uh, I no, I agree. With, obviously, I agree with you 100 percent, John. You
0: know, I, I'm not saying you sh- this kind of behavior should be encouraged. I'm just curious. So, like, where do you how how and where can you draw the line? What is the difference between, you know, American uh, American, you know, profiteering versus obscene, asshole insane, criminal greediness? Like, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. I
2: mean, they you know this shouldn't be allowed in any industry you know, at, at all. You know, you shouldn't be able to, you should not be able to be a, like, this is, this is like being a reseller of PS5s, like, you know, you shouldn't be allowed to, you shouldn't be allowed to be a dick, <laughs> you, for you just shouldn't, but you can't, I can't police
1: that, it's, it, you know, I ain't the AG, you know. So, one of his big controversies, if I remember correctly, was he raised the price of a drug, like. Many, many, many times over. Four, I mean, four thousand percent. Four right? thousand percent for Dara. Four, four thousand, thousand percent. percent. Uh huh. <laughs> and yeah, that <laughs> Jesus is. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, raising prices perfectly legal. I mean, it might not be right, but again, it it's what is legal versus what is, I guess, morally, or should be morally acceptable. And a lot of times, those are very different things. What I don't understand is. I mean, he, he went for, I think he went to jail for some kind of fraud. I don't know, and I forget in what way, or if anyway that was related to him raising prices on the specific drug. Even, uh, Daraprim? Yes. Is he actually being punished for that, or is this all related to the, the fraud conviction?
2: Uh, I mean, the, the article suggests that it's, it's about that and not necessarily the fraud. Uh, they said that... <laughs> it, it, was anti, it was anti-competitive practices to collect, uh, protect the monopoly prices of Daraprim. Yeah.
1: So then what is, uh, how are these companies uh, that raise the price of insulin getting away? I mean, where, where is the CEO of those guys being hauled off to prison and made to pay back fines and money? I
2: hope they get them too. I mean, I, I've... I'm going to assume that, you know, it's like one court. So the one court cannot prosecute everyone that's being right. a dick at the same
1: time. You've, so maybe, maybe they'll get to that in the future. So how much of this is because this guy is a quote unquote pharma bro and made himself stand out and made himself so punchable?
2: Actually, you know, since you're, you know, I'd like to know what you think about that. Like, you know, it's it seems that you may think that they're just making an example of him. You know, and I would. I would like you to. I would like you to talk about yeah, that.
1: I think, aside from his fraud conviction, if we are really talking about the Daraprim, I want to see what was the basis for it. Because I kind of stayed out of it. I have, really have very little recollection of what this guy was about, aside from "quote unquote" pharma bro. If it is him raising prices and being anti-competitive, which is which is a thing, then yeah, that's great but there are so many uh examples of this happening every single day and it is just completely accepted to have him as the as like as a lightning rod great fuck him but i would love to see lightning strike a lot more other industries and a lot more other i guess people who are running those those industries anti-gouging laws or you know things like that and these are You know, these are medications that people need to survive, to live on, Um, you know. And and insulin is another one that is used widely by uh, Americans just to stay alive. And the price of insulin to make is like dollars. And then they go ahead and sell it for thousands because of patents and and whatnot. It's a life-saving drug, so are you not going to take it? Like, I would love to see what happened. This guy happened to more people. But until I see that, it seems like this is just a very big show of like, hey, we got one. And then all these other people who are not as in the zeitgeist of, of our attention kind of just slip away in the shadows. You know, it's like, hey, it's, it's kind of like Maxwell in some ways, right? Hey, we got one. And then we have, we know there is a list of names of, of customers who have frequented that island who more than likely, might just kind of scatter off into the winds and be forgotten about because, hey, you know, we got our guy. That's where I'm. At. That's where I am with uh, with with uh, Scarelli. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm.
2: You know, it's you know, it's like you. Know, there's definitely other people that should be gotten with this, and I want them. You, know, I would love for sure for like you said, lightning to strike you know, on everyone. Who is doing this like i would love for the law to operate perfectly and get everyone who has committed the same kind of issue but failing you know uh failing getting everyone i'll take this one scalp you know i'm i'm <laughs> i'm happy with this one you know there should be more right if all you know, all you know, inequality all you know uh people doing like fuck shit in you know, like all you know, uh I guess, like, extreme arbitrage and stuff like that, you know, in every industry should be, I guess, removed or purified or regulated or whatever the fuck. Like, whatever kind of work, you like, I'm not like a business guy or anything like that, you know, but like, all of that should be, should be nipped in the bud. But if we're not going to get everyone, you know, get who you can, right? Don't, don't be an asshole should in fact be the name of the game, you know, in general, you know, just like, just like <laughs> I said before, and like, yep. if, if we if we can't get everyone, you know, let's get some people, let's get one person.
1: You, you know, what really kind of sets me off is like, you have other people who have watched him go to jail, right? They've watched him suffer the consequences of his actions and nothing changed. Those people didn't go, oh, shit, they got one of us. Um, you know, maybe we should not make as much money hand over fist right maybe we shouldn't raise the price of incident hundreds of times maybe we should lower that um you know so that we don't catch the flack right um people saw the sacklers probably the largest drug dealing family ever responsible for killing and, and ruining the lives of of america and what did they do they paid a fine not one of them went to prison that fine being nothing in terms of what they made right yeah their name is ruined whatever those consequences are not there so like you we see it and they're like oh wow you know we got the sacklers we didn't get shit yeah not really mm-hmm. but
0: this reminds me this seems just so quintessentially american and even by pr- almost like almost roman when i really think about it where it's like okay we'll get the biggest most egregious most publicly known offender and like bring him to public justice parade him through the crowds to please the masses to reassure them the system is fair you're not being lied to right bad people don't win but meanwhile under the scenes there's all this shit is still going on and and if you beg the question why the real answer is because our whole system is set up by this like it's perpetuated by this this is how the country and everybody who's wealthy in this country makes money by like, going back to what we were saying before, exploiting the shit out of everybody else in, in the most unethical ways possible. But like, mm-hmm. you know, um, unless you're the poster child of it, like, yeah, we, we'll we'll nail that dude to make sure that greed and theft and oppression can continue unchecked under the rug. You know what I mean? And that just seems
1: like so us. It just yeah. nothing really changes. You know, but it's like throw throw them a bone. Right. You know, like. Right.
2: Like, but you already know what it is, though. Like, you know, we're not going to do what it really takes to to make those you know, real material changes because the real material changes is going to require some people to show up at people's door with the guillotine. You know? Right. The system would collapse. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's what that's what really the real change. Like,
2: the system would be collapsing yeah. if the real changes yeah. were Every, everybody talks gangster. You know, but like, no, no one, no one's actually a gangster. Like, mm-hmm. that's really what it is. Wow. Was Avalanche right? Yes, like, that's that's one hundred percent the point of Francis. Yes, they were absolutely right, but and they did what they were talking about.
0: Well, that guy is a giant fucking dickhead. But there's there's other dick news in, in the world today. Dick, dick, and health related news. Health for your health for your testicles and your scrotum. <laughs> um, I, I had linked an article to you guys about um, a new treatment for potentially uh, male contraceptives. By using nanoparticle technology, basically they have this little like hair length width device made of nano, made of like nanoparticles uh, that is magnetic that they can put into your testicles and then heat it up using electromagnetic fields and varying degrees of radiation (laughs) to stop your nuts from producing sperm. (laughs) You know, and supposedly this is safe. And if I could just, if I could just read a snippet of this article to you guys to give you a sense of what is going on. These, these magnetic nanoparticles were injected into mice's veins. Then the animals were anesthetized. A magnet was then placed next to their testicles for four hours, drawing the nanoparticles there. The procedure injection followed by magnetic targeting was performed daily for one to four days. At the last day of treatment, an electric coil was wrapped around the testicle through which a current was passed. This induced a magnetic field that heated up the nanorods and therefore the testicles. What the fuck, guys?
2: Would you ever
0: consider doing contraceptive um, procedures like oh this? Oh my god.
2: Like, my. My balls. <laughs> <laughs> putting your fucking
0: balls in an electromagnetic fucking coil. What? No. No.
1: What? What did you say earlier? Um, te- the Tesla something. Oh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is like a like a like a Tesla coil for your nutsack like, <laughs> what the
2: fuck man like i i I will say that like if there was some sort of like I guess reversible and or on and off uh contraception for dudes and stuff like that, it might be uh very, very useful, if not like straight up society changing, right? like if you can just turn off your balls and like not you know randomly produce kids and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, like it would be I I don't even want to if <laughs> you get into all of the different things that you could do with that. But yeah. <laughs> like this reminds
0: me of like the Tibetan monks like putting their nuts in boiling water just to prove like, <laughs> they
1: fucking, you know, mind over matter shit,
0: but like Jesus Christ, I'm yeah. not I don't want to do that to my
1: nuts. <laughs> I have so many questions in the article it said that uh they injected nanoparticles into the the mice, uh, into the veins of the mice, Ooh. and then they were anesthetized. Like they couldn't, they couldn't knock out the the mice first before injecting nanoparticles right. like, to the testicles of the mice. Like, like, <laughs> oh, like, come on, man! No, they
0: have to be awake for that part.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> <Okay>. Holy <laughs> crap! You know, um, women go through uh, a hell of a lot with uh, contra contraception, with like implants of of uh of little uh, well yeah i mean even regular and, birth yeah, control can and patches throw your, yeah. Yeah, it yeah throws your hormones all off
0: yeah it throws your hormones out of whack then there's the procedures of the you know
1: iud's and all that the shit. the tying of the tubes and right yeah like, yeah so so you no know, it's not fair they're yeah, probably like I'm it's not... a it's about time right yeah <laughs> that's it holy crap the the idea of of what in, injecting nanoparticle, basically injecting Borg probes, right? It, <laughs> like nano yeah, Borg like nanoprobes, <laughs> and then you
0: follow it up with with electric current and and like radioactive produced heat.
2: Like oh what God. the fuck? <laughs> like, I mean, I would uh, rather just pull out. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> it's like
0: putting your nutsack in
1: the microwave and just
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. If that's how I have to be, you know, if that's how contraceptive. Works yeah. for men, then I'm out. Yeah, I'm 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 good on all that. I just wish they didn't describe it in such a way, like holy crap. I mean, it's very descriptive, and that's I think the problem with it. <laughs> it's very descriptive, <laughs> but they they are talking about heating your testicles up to forty two degrees kel uh forty two degrees
1: Celsius, <laughs> Celsius though Celsius is that's hot. I mean, that's basically what the uh, what my CPU runs at <laughs> on the die <laughs> while we're mining but like if, if you could if you could
2: get you reversible uh user controlled uh contraception you that wasn't like a condom or something like that and wasn't painful or you know, wasn't a pill or something like, like would you would you do it would you be interested in that
1: uh, potentially yeah yeah i i don't i don't have any issue with the idea of that at all i mean and you know i, I understand uh like surgical practices might be needed uh, I don't know. This one just seems a little like scarier. Maybe
0: it sounds worse than it actually is. <laughs> Maybe, right?
1: <laughs> like it's gotta be right. Like how much worse can it
0: get? Utilizing our new smashing technology, we use a hydraulic <laughs> press to, <laughs> oh,
2: Jesus. and
1: voila! No more testicles. <laughs> uh, like you, you need the guy from Blendtec doing the the blender wow, test. Does it blend? It blend? <laughs>
0: <laughs> who was that douchebag like the guy who used to like not not the original oxyclean guy the guy who like took over who was like a complete scumbag that, and like was on that drugs. was Vin, what Vince Offer
2: with the slap chop that guy oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it'll take 40 years off your nutsack instantly bam <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't like kids neither do I fuck fuck <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is why we need companies like apple right that they can take this technology package it in a nice easy to digest consumer way make it sound not so scary you know maybe like call it like an eye cup where you can just cup it yourself and you don't have to describe the tesla coil or the way this thing ch- like it's, it's supposed to be like a wireless charger for your nutsack right just picture it that way and you're fine but the way they describe it, it's just yeah, it's too powerful. It's too the powerful. Way they talk about I can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, this this is science. Don't know the truth. <laughs> this is science, and then we, we need some product, and we need some marketing to get in here, to, to make this more yeah. friendly. This is this is too this is too raw for me. Put some googly eyes on that Tesla coil. Make, <laughs> me...
2: <laughs> make me feel better about it, please.
1: <laughs>
2: oh God. Oh, it's great. That's <laughs> great. Yeah.
0: Well. So. Wow. Jesus Christ, guys. That's been a lot of fun talking to you about. You know, we had a, we had a wide range of topics this this week, but um, we really want to give a quick shout out to our listeners who sent a couple emails. We very much thank you for that, and we love hearing from you. Please feel free to send us more um, listener retention. But it looks like that's all the time we have for on Red Channel Condition this week.
1: So I will get started on Venture Brothers.
0: Yes, Mike, you got to watch will. Venture. Our listeners yeah, I, demand that you watch yeah, Venture Brothers. I, I, so I will, get, I will get be on that one a great show. Great show. But if for, for, for any, any of you other listeners out there, for any questions, comments, concerns, or if you just want to drop us a line, send us an email at redchannelcondition at gmail.com. Thanks very much for listening.
2: Happy Martin Luther King Day. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Shout out to Baruch College. Ha <laughs> ha, Shkreli.